Happy Tuesday, everyone. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And as always, I'm going to start off the show, kick it off with the fun activities and events that you can partake in this weekend in downtown. Um, Actually, we are going to promote another little event that's just south of downtown on Lake Hollingsworth, but we still consider that sort of the residential part of downtown. Rotary Twilight 5K is going to be um, a 5K run this Friday, February 9th at 7 p.m. So if you are still interested in being a runner or a walker or just a spectator or even a volunteer, uh, we would be happy to have you. It's a great event that supports Common Ground Park. Uh, which is, uh, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago on the show. They're uh, celebrating 20 years of this anniversary for this run. Uh, the Rotary, the four Rotary Clubs of Lakeland have have spent 20 years raising funds uh, to support the park. So it's a great event. Uh, if you want to get out there on Friday night and help us out by running or volunteering, we'd love to have you. Uh, then, of course, Saturday, every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. is our Downtown Farmers Curb Market. Uh, 130 plus vendors fill South Kentucky Avenue from Lemon to Oak Street, plus our retail stores and restaurants are open. Uh, So there's a lot of great finds and great shopping to be done every week at the farmer's market. And then after the farmer's market this Saturday, February 10th, is the Valentine Night Market. And again, we sort of Close up shop of the farmer's market, bring in new vendors, and uh, and another 130 vendors fill the streets. Uh, We'll have live music. We'll have lots of vendors for shopping, for gifts, for yourself, for your significant others, uh, music, uh, food vendors, adult beverages. Uh, You can purchase uh, beer, wine, and cocktails from the restaurants and bars and walk around the event space uh, at this particular event of the Valentine Night Market. So grab your girlfriends, your guy friends, your significant others and families and come down and enjoy Valentine Night Market with us from 5 to 9 p.m. And just a plug for something to mark your calendars on Friday, February 23rd. Uh, we'll kick off our Friday Night uh, Friday Night Live, which is our music series. We have one <coughs> One music series each month uh, on Friday, Friday, uh, February, in March, and in April uh, from 6 to 9 p.m. And Vintage 6 is the band that's going to kick us off this season on February 23rd. So check out our website at downtownlkld.com or social media at downtownlkld for those events plus uh, many others that you might want to mark your calendars for in the coming weeks and months. It's a busy spring for us. Uh, in downtown. So we hope to see you. Okay, so our show today, I have two special guests in the studio from our very own Lakeland Chamber of Commerce. I have Philip Walker, who is Vice President of Partnerships and Research. Welcome, Commissioner Walker. (laughs) I'll always, always call you that. You get that title for life, right? (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Let's have it. And then I have John Miller, who is Director of Public Affairs. Welcome, John. Hi, Julie. Thanks for having us. So uh, we are talking about uh, the legislative priorities, the 2024 legislative priorities for uh, the Lakeland Chamber of Commerce. And I know you guys just got back, what, last week from a Tallahassee trip. And so I thought this would be a good uh, opportunity for you guys to kind of talk about the process of how do you create 
your priorities? What is that process for the chamber? Uh, I know that you engage, um, you know, lots of members and and, uh, other industries in the area and and work with the city of Lakeland as well to sort of develop what the priorities are for our community. And then you go advocate for those things. And um, so I thought, you know, let's start us off by kind of telling us what is the process for even coming up with those priorities? Yeah, so uh, uh, what we do is we engage our key stakeholders, everyone from uh, healthcare, transportation, the city, uh, education, both uh, higher education and public education, just kind of across the board and uh, see what is most important for the greater Lakeland community. And uh, we formulate all those, uh, get our advocacy committee to uh, vote on those issues, and then it gets presented to the big board. So... In terms of uh, your key business community priorities this year, uh, I see that you have quite a number of them, lots of bullet points on this piece of paper that you've shared with me. <laughs> and I, just for full disclosure, I do sit on the advocacy committee. Yes. So this is not my yes. first rodeo in looking at these legislative priorities, but I did not attend <laughs> Tallahassee trip with the chamber. I went with the down Florida downtowns association, which is, we went last week. We can talk about that in a later segment, <laughs> but um, yes, Mr. Walker, oh, Mr. Walker. Um, so tell us when you go up to Tallahassee, what are you, what are you doing? Well, just as uh, John indicated, uh, we try to make sure that we meet our delegation. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are, uh, represent our area here in Lakeland, Polk County, and let them know what is important to businesses. Mm-hmm. And what's important to businesses, of course, as I always said, the lifeblood of the economy. They help keep businesses afloat, keep them going. And what uh, we're hearing from our constituency meaning business members of our chamber, what's best for them. Mm-hmm. And as they look at these different bills and different ones that, that come across the face of our legislature, how would this affect business here in Lakeland area? So we do set the appointments, as uh, uh, Mr. Miller, John Miller does, set the appointments with our different ones uh, that we meet with, and then we circulate and share with them these priorities. Mm-hmm. These are the things that, you know, as you know, being on the advocacy committee, as you said, Ms. Julie, uh, these are important to us. Right. So we will make sure they understand that these are important to us and for businesses to make sure that they know uh, how to, that time comes, to vote or not right. vote, yay or nay, you know, on those things that concern us. So there are, um, if there's any particular ones that you want to talk about off of your key business community priorities, because I know as sitting on the advocacy committee, sometimes these roll over <laughs> from yes. year to year Yes. for a couple of reasons. One, either it, the bill that was associated with that particular issue died on the floor and mm-hmm. didn't go anywhere, and then someone wants to bring it up at a later date, or um, it didn't go our way, and we want to you know, keep pushing it to maybe uh, – amend it the following year or revisit it, as you will, because sure. oftentimes bills get passed, but then they realize, oh, there were unintended consequences. We need to adjust yes. next year. So yes. any particular ones that really stood out to you, Phil, Philip, that, that um, you feel like you want to jump off this conversation with? Well, certainly, as I look at, like you said, the different bullet points that we show here in our priority listing, uh, I, coming from, I guess, wearing one hat. Right sitting on a, on a commission here in our city and now with the, uh, with the chamber, a couple of things here I, I will say were very important to uh, us, our community. One, of course, being the I-4-33 corridor. Mm. 
you know, thankfully the governor has uh, signed, of course, off on that. And so we have the monies that are in place and hopefully see some traction here very soon on making that corridor of that particular interchange very viable as it should be. It's the last one, as we've been sharing for years, Uh. on the stretch of I-4 between about Daytona, Orlando, going west toward Tampa has not been touched. So now we do have the dollars, and the city of Lincoln already put up some dollars to Mm -hmm. support the situation at best. So, no, that was very good to see that has come about. Was that just a, a remodel of the intersection? Is that what the issue totally was? Re- redone. Totally a redoing redo. it. Yeah. Redo. It doesn't function properly. Not with the traffic <laughs> that we have now at our four. Right. And of course, you remember now, we're a thoroughfare. Right. You know, with uh, trucks coming in, bringing in necessary goods into our community, into Polk County, we need to have to make sure they can uh, be able to come about trans. Transit properly and right. in it and, and transport. And be safe. Yeah. Safe. Yeah. That's and a key thing, yes. And that's, that's probably one. one of those things that you we've had on the list for a long yes, time. We've we just have. had to keep that drip campaign, if you will, the constant sort of dripping of the water, wearing away that stone of yes, yes you need to be listening to us and being the last one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess better late than never, right? <laughs> well, it was one that you know, like you just said, as you mentioned, things do come back and be repeated. Right. But we have to continue to stay the course. Yeah. And we saw we stayed the course for that, and it happened. So yeah. that's what I think is very much so. And I think my other one would probably be, you know, where there was, there was information or uh, there has been some uh, uh, traction about oppose, uh, about uh, combining or uh, consolidating the judicial courts. Right. No. <laughs> it <laughs> All right, won't well, work. <laughs> well, we will ask you a little bit more about that when we return. So stick with us, and we'll continue our conversation after the break. And we're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And with me in the studio today are two of our beloved chamber (laughs) staffers, uh, the Lakeland Chamber of Commerce, uh, Philip Walker, Vice President of Partnerships and Research, and John Miller, Director of Public Affairs. We're talking about the 2024 legislative priorities uh, of the Lakeland Chamber of Commerce, and they are on the heels of a trip to Tallahassee last week to talk to our delegation up in Tallahassee as well as others about uh, the priorities for this community that you guys have set forth and and by working with uh, many of the other, you know, large employers and healthcare and uh, educational higher ed and, and K through 12 and just sort of, you know, being that voice of, of the community to say, hey, these are the things that are important to us and we're going to be hopefully holding folks accountable uh, for whether they're taking care of us here back at home. So before the break, uh, Philip, you had mentioned that you were very emphatically opposed to Florida's judicial circuits uh, being consolidated. So, John, I wanted you to kind of elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, no. So I know that the the legislature had proposed consolidations of the, of the courts, uh, you know, uh, stating that it would be more efficient, but mm-hmm. I, we, I think that it's probably going to be just the opposite of yeah. that uh, with the growing number of folks in, in Florida and population centers that have been growing. It's, uh, we should be adding to and not taking away. Uh, you, there, there may be an argument to uh, realign uh, for some of the population bases mm, uh, you know, since <laughs> areas have grown, uh, but not by eliminating a district entirely. Right. And and that's kind of on the heels of, of the second bullet point on here with the full funding of the new 
sixth sixth district court of appeals courthouse in Lakeland. So if we if we were consolidating, would that make that not necessary? Well, no. And uh, what, what's uh, what's interesting about that is that uh, the uh, Lakeland being you know the the court uh, uh, set there uh, is in state law. Mm-hmm. So and it's right. going to be a huge economic driver for for our community. Uh, you know, going forward. Yeah. And then um, your next uh, bullet, uh, the reject, reject legislation that would compromise operations of municipal municipally owned utilities. So that's, that's a mouthful. And uh, that's right up your alley, Commissioner Walker. So you have been on the commission how many years? It was 16 years you were on? 13, 13 years on the yeah. commission. And, of course, Lakeland owns its own utilities. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, what's up with that? Well, that's one of the ones that uh, I guess you just mentioned too earlier on, uh, Ms. Julie, where you see some things come back. Mm-hmm. And we dealt with that last year mm-hmm. where, of course, they were uh, – well, we're opposed. Yeah. Of course, where there was uh, legislature moving forward to not allow, you know, uh, municipal-owned uh, utilities to uh, have the dividend that we receive to support uh, the things that we do in our communities – they, they wanted to take that away. Which doesn't make any sense at all. Because, you know, that, those dollars help keep our abalorum mm-hmm, lower. Correct. It helps keep and support, you know, what things we need for in our community, for LPD, LFD, right. uh, you know, parks and recreation. Right. All those things that we take a, that we need to have to support our community and people, you know, and, and those kind of things. It, it was just what you're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you see, if, if that's taken away, then what happens? Right. You know, then you, the rep, uh, repercussions from that may increase, you know, dollars. Yeah, we're, dollars. we're, that's, that's what is so crazy to me. I mean, we're basically, we are the stakeholders. Yes. We are the financial stakeholders of Lakeland Electric. And so why would we give that up to an actual private company where they're not going to lower your rates? They're not going to lower your rates. They're going to, it, it, at best, keep them the same. And then all of the profits that we reinvest in our community are going to go into their pockets instead. Yeah. And we have to recoup that money somehow. So Avalorum goes up. Our rates don't go down. It doesn't make any sense. No, I, I think the average Joe Blow needs to understand that as right. well. So thank you for pointing pointing that out very pointedly. You're trying to be me. the layman. You, know, the <laughs> lay, you guys are all technical with your language. And I'm just like, hey. It's going to cost you more money. It'll cost you more money, yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But, you know, and it is. And so it is, that was, yeah. uh, well, I think that as I understand the bill now, uh, correct me, John, because he's the one that keeps on top of it more so and keep us informed right. as he and his, his responsibility. But right now I think it's, it's one that's was not going to do away with. But I think it will have, uh, I think the main thing was behind those that live outside the city limits. That's right. right. Yeah, it, it wanted to limit the surcharge that uh, the, you know you could, the city could charge to those uh, that are receiving, uh, you know, the, those municipal utilities. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. but you need to be able to recoup that money for the yeah. services that you provide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I didn't pay super close attention to that one, and I, I we probably don't have time to go into the deep dive of it. But but I just heard the grumblings of people like taxation without representation. I'm like, you're not being taxed. You're buying a product. Yes. I don't even understand what what is going. You are buying electricity, and it's not tax. So it's same with you know solid waste. Those are those. That's a service that you the city happens to provide it yes. instead of a private company. But you're not. This is not your tax dollars. Ad valorem is your tax dollars. Yes. So 
Sorry, I'm getting on my soapbox as, as a resident. But yes, it's so. It's, yeah, that's 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 I think one that I think uh, is going to be more of a softer uh, blow, as for lack of a better word, than I think was anticipated. So right. And LE is very much on top of it. Of now, course, you know, yeah. And it, not only them, but other municipal owned utilities throughout our state. Right. Yeah. So uh, looking through, uh, I think affordable housing is definitely a hot button sure. that we want to talk about and sovereign immunity limits, kind of staying on the on the idea of city and, and government, local government. Um, Philip, what is going on with a sovereign immunity limits that the state is trying to increase to say that we can be su- the the city can be sued for a lot more money than it is now. Yes. Is that the gist of it, John? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's uh, it's really the trial lawyers uh, that are trying yeah. to open it back up in order to, uh, you know, basically not have ex- you know exclusions on the caps for right. monetary uh, payments through through the city. Yeah. You know, awards. Yeah. Increase it. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you a, a funny story, and because I I run events obviously in downtown, and the, 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 those require insurance. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I have to work with the city and risk manage the the risk department. Uh, and I think I was, you know, grumpy. This was years ago when I was young and didn't know everything that I know today. But I was talking to the to the risk management director and and uh, you know, kind of talking about you know how the limits of, of insurance that they needed were, you know, kind of high, in my opinion. It was costing us a lot of money. And she told me a story. She said, you just don't understand this world of, of people suing. They, someone literally tried to sue the city because a bird pooped on them. And they were in the city. And they were like, it's your bird. And it was your city park that I was in. And I was like, okay, I get it. People are crazy. So I get it. So, yeah, the sovereign immunity, obviously, uh, I, I can see how people would be like, hey, that's not fair that, you know, the city has limits and, and you can't go after the city for, a, you know, a large payout. But we are the city. <laughs> so I think fellow citizens don't want to have the the kind of frivolous litigation that some of these people are coming up with. So yeah, I think it's important too, uh, Ms. Judy, to know that. Um, like you just said, people for sue for anything, yeah. As, and I, I don't mean it to be a negative, right? But it happens. Like you, the example you just gave, and we need to make sure that we can understand the process, yeah. And you sure have need to have a cap, yeah. So you just know how much. Should be there uh, is there to uh, go against. Well, and again, we're not a business, so it's a no. finite amount of money. Yes. There's ad valorem. We know how much money we're going to get. Exactly. We can't have this un- unlimited pockets um, that that the city has to come out with with and and to defend themselves against frivolous sure. is is kind of expensive. All right, so I know I kind of rambled on because I've got some grievances apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't realize I had all these grievances, but okay, I'll let you guys do more of the talking in the next segment. So stick with us. We'll be back with Philip and John. I promise I'll let them do much more of the talking. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And with me in the studio, I have Philip Walker, Vice President of Partnerships and Research, and John Miller, Director of Public Affairs, both with the Lakeland Chamber of Commerce. 
We are talking about 2024 legislative priorities that are coming out of the chamber on behalf of uh, our community, not just Lakeland proper, but certainly um, the community as a whole, because we're all connected. Uh, so we were talking about a couple of the things that I had grievances about. That's I've taken I've taken a chill pill. I'm uh, over the break. I'm good now. But John, um, you know, I know affordable housing has been a hot button issue for a while, and we were also talking about the elimination of the Florida business rent tax. I've been on the advocacy committee for a while, and that seems to come up year after year. So what's sort of the update on that? Yeah, so uh, Julie, thank you for that question. Uh, you know, last year, uh, as as Philip mentioned, a lot of our priorities that we had on here, maybe eighty percent of them uh, got fulfilled. Uh, a lot of them mm-hmm. in the transportation sector, uh, and they were making moves on the business rent tax. I think we were up near about five percent. Florida is the only state in the nation that still charges this. Uh, and with revenue enhancement and what's been coming in, we're going to be down to two percent here uh, by, by the mm. summertime. Uh, and we're, you know, we're uh, watching legislation to see if they're going to eliminate it completely. And I know it's a top priority for the Florida Chamber of Commerce as well. Yeah, it has been years and years. I know yes. Maria Mahoney will. That's her issue. <laughs> she will be doing a dance. <laughs> if you don't know, Maria, this is her issue. Um, so also two big issues that are are sort of hot button issues all over the country, really, but particularly here in Florida is affordable housing and um, the property insurance. So what? let's start with property insurance because that has gone <coughs> off the charts. And I think people – uh, whether you own a business or not, I mean that's that's touching everybody. So what is going on with that? Yeah, well, and l- let me start with uh, you know I think we are well represented with our local delegation. They are on top of things. Um, Senator Burton uh, just last session um, partnered with Senator Kalatayud. Kal- uh, we <laughs> had you know we had them both uh, here locally for the Live Local Forum uh, to address affordable housing and some of the things that they implemented. Uh, for you know, folks that are you know, kind of in that workforce, your mm-hmm. teachers, your police, your firefighters, to be able to live local in the communities that they serve. So there was incentives there, um, uh, things that the development community could take advantage of in order to uh, build these kind of houses, get monies back as as they're as they're doing it. Right, right. And I think it's important also to recognize the fact that you know, I think we took advantage of it. Here, very much so here in our community with uh, what I think our city has done, especially a lot of the infield properties mm-hmm. that they own to help support developers or contractors that come in and, and, and build uh, on these particular uh, properties, uh, infield properties to support uh, affordable housing kind of situations. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those things that's supply and demand, right? Yes. You know, that's that's the basic thing. If we have more people moving into Lakeland and the Winter Haven, you know, the, the yes. our, our greater Lakeland Winter Haven area, uh, then anything that is affordable is now being competed for. And yes. when you compete, then prices go up, yep. and then it really pushes out the people who can who still work in all of those service industries. Here I go on a soapbox again. I'm sorry, <laughs> but all those people that work in service industries that you want to have. You know, change your oil and serve you your McDonald's, you know, then your they're Starbucks. Com- they're competing. They, yeah, you can't push them out of the housing. They can't live somewhere else. They don't magically disappear. What? Um, and I was just going to add uh, that, you know, w- with COVID, uh, there was a bit of a reset, right? We had mm-hmm. folks from, you know, California, from New York, New Jersey, different places in the country coming down here uh, because it was cheaper to live, um, mm-hmm. the freedoms that we share, and 
that's driving up the, the costs. And so uh, the legislature had a special session. Uh, you know, they did some tort reform, some items uh, to be able to lower this. But with, you know, surging yeah. prices, uh, there's only so much that you can do. Although I will say that there there has been uh, more private insurance uh, that's been writing policies this, mm-hmm. this past year. Yes. I think that's a direct result of, of the reform because we want to make sure that uh, the insurance of last resort uh, that it's it's now, not continuing to build. The, it's right. not the first first option for, yes. for, for many folks, right, right. citizens. Yeah, I mean, we're, so talking about affordability of housing goes right. If you don't, even if you don't own your own home, the price of the insurance is probably being passed along to you. Yes, and is. so I don't, I don't look at the folks who are renting the places as, you know, bad people. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to gouge and make money. It is more costly to own property. And if you're buying property now, you know, it's it's more costly uh, with interest rates going up and property insurance going up. So the cost of owning it and even trying to make any, you know, and maintenance, it's hard to to make a buck off that. So it's and a, chances it's a, are if you're a renter, that's right. being passed on oh, to you. Absolutely. Passed on to you. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. and that makes sense. If your business mm-hmm. is property management and that's how you're going to feed your family, you yes. can't give it away. Right. So it's a complicated issue, but it, it it's something that um, obviously is not going to go away anytime soon. It's really, you can't build houses fast enough, apparently. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's important to remember, too, uh, even though we, we have this challenge still before us, it needs to still be worked on. Mm-hmm. And just like uh, Sibylla just said, uh, it's, it's something that have, we, uh, has been a priority of Senate President. So she, and, and working with our own Senator, uh, Representative, Colleen, Senator Burton, we know that it's something that we're moving toward, not only just here in Lakeland, but the state as a whole, to support the situation, and we got to still continue to work on that property, you know, reform situation. It has to be. Oh yeah. And having to have you no know, companies, companies to leave the state, and then citizens becoming the only place you can go. Right. And the and then there's, the competition is not there. Right. They have, some, have lessened that rate. Yeah. That you're gonna be paying. Yeah. So we need companies to come back to our state. Yes. Yeah. So what the, I think our legislature is doing to make sure. That's done to make it more of a palatable situation for purchasing property insurance. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I know mine went went up crazy. I think it uh, no, doubled. Uh, no hours. So, yeah. Doubled. <laughs> yes. Hours. Yes. Three of hours. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so you've got other, you know, you've got other priorities that are specifically related to um, healthcare and and uh, economic development. You want to talk about any of those that are more? I think they're. I don't know if they're. Um, attached to specific legislation. If they are, you can certainly mention that. But just, you know, give people the understanding of, of what you're looking at holistically. Yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously uh, with, with Lakeland Regional Hospital last session was 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 very good. Uh, we were able to capture some dollars that uh, went to some graduate medical education slots uh, that, that help our community. And that really leads and builds into um, one of the uh, uh, priorities for this session, the uh, what is it, Live the Healthy Local Bill that yeah. uh, Senator Burton, Senator Burton is, mm-hmm. is uh, yeah. uh, pushing on behalf of uh, Senate President Pasadomo, mm-hmm. which uh, will create, you know, more nurses, more health care workers, you know, and, and some of that will hopefully, um, you know, help in the, in the long run. And well. you're, creating, you're creating jobs. Jobs. Right. Jobs. Mm-hmm. Creating jobs. Absolutely. And, of course, you know, what happened with the uh, graduate, rec- uh, graduate program, mm-hmm. now with L- uh, L- LRH, you know, has a new facility. You're expanding, you know, health care mm-hmm. and health care that's needed. But also you're providing jobs and, 
and having a more, I think, opportunities for people to have jobs in that medical field. And right. here we are now going to have state-of-art program here in our community that will have these ones that proposed to be doctors eventually to become here and they get training and they need. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then on transportation, I see you've got this – is, this is kind of interesting. This is kind of something that's in the minutia a little bit, but prioritize the construction of commercial truck parking relief along state highway system in the Lakeland area. That's so granular. Like, how did that come to your attention? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, one of the one of the reasons and, you know, the folks in the transportation mm-hmm. industry did uh, did share this with us. You, you know, you have a, a, a commercial truck that that breaks down uh, blocks lanes. Mm. Um, there's already such a tie up, uh, you know, when in congestion during rush hour and just really any time of day that, you know, simple solutions like this help to alleviate right. some of that congestion. Yeah. So something small that that you're keeping your eye on, but isn't necessarily um Something that you'll know what you'll know when it doesn't happen because you'll get stuck in traffic. But once it once it happens, it's kind of you don't even really notice it. And you know, and as, as picking back on that, uh, Ms. Julius, even when we were talking about the I four thirty three interchange, if you're ever out there during the course of the day, <laughs> right, and see the truckers that right. are parked along the side of the yes. road, right, it's it's dangerous. Yeah, that it's can't not be safe. Yeah, that can't be safe. You know, they'll cause it needed for us. Want a break, right? Well, and they are required by law to stop every so many hours, yeah. so they don't really have a choice. And I want to say too that uh, you know we were blessed when we were up in Tallahassee to meet with Secretary Nandum. He's the yes. District One Secretary, mm-hmm. and he's he's laser focused. Yeah. Uh, and so he, you know, through his leadership, a lot of the priorities for moving Florida forward are, are you know taking place. But we want to make sure that we stay on top and that those monies continue to flow with right. the, the policies. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, let's take one more break. Stick with us. We'll return. Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And in the studio is Philip Walker and John Miller. And we are talking about 2024 legislative priorities of the Lakeland Chamber of Commerce. Uh, We've had some good discussions on a lot of the bullet points of the priorities, which you can find if you're interested in reading them in greater detail at lakelandchamber.com under the Advocacy tab. Uh, You can just click that and you'll find a PDF that you can download and read more about the priorities that are this year. And as we said before, a lot of these roll over because you don't always get everything you want. Uh, every year and uh, or things get changed a little bit. And some of these things have been on the list of priorities for a long time. That sort of um, drip drip campaign, I like to talk, like to call it. Uh, but in terms of uh, public education, you guys have uh, a lot of uh, supporting um, bullet points for all of our universities. So tell us kind of some of the things that are happening with our with our public schools and our higher ed. Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, I know that uh, Representative Tom Coe had the the big education bill last year that expanded uh, parents being able to use vouchers uh, that could then go to, you know, private schools for K through 12. I believe this year uh, they're trying to include that into VPK as well. So that's a that's a big priority. Uh, you know, it matches with, uh, you know, some of our priorities under VPK. We talked a bit about nursing education programs and uh, Senator Burton kind of tackling some of that and, and some of our other uh, 
higher educational institutions that are looking at that and workforce development training. Um, we have five private not-for-profit colleges within the uh, greater Lakeland area. So, uh, you know, we support uh, being able to offset some of the tuition costs through something called the Ease Voucher for, for those students attending those programs. Um, and, you know, just really a collaborative uh, approach with uh, higher education and uh, education in general being a, a big component to our, our workforce system. I think it's important, too, to, to mention that you know, our delegation have seemed to be always, you know, a proponent of education mm-hmm. and how it best uh, come about to support, you know, our, our, our children, our youth, you know, and, and, and programming and what's best for that family. You know, because we know what's best for our children mm-hmm. and what's best for them to make sure they get the proper education and, and even further education from either pre-K through, you know, through the college years. Right. And, of course, everyone else go to, everyone will not go to college, but at least they got uh, some uh, uh, some critical, I guess, I think important element that say, hey, here's a, you go to some, uh, receive some kind of tech support. Right, vocational school. Vocational school, yeah, school, yeah mm-hmm. to, to uh, receive what you need. You, what's going to be best to become a, you know, self-supported citizen in society is what I'm right. saying. Yeah. I, I have enjoyed watching that shift from, you know, everybody's got to go to college yeah. to, you know, we just all need to be contributing adults. Yes. And that's that that takes many forms. And we definitely need those trades, I think, have suffered yes. from that mentality of everybody should go to college. And if you don't, you're, you know, you're less than. And uh, but that's completely not true, obviously. And we certainly need plumbers and construction workers and electricians and, electricians and, and we're kind of suffering uh, in now. those industries now because people either for whatever reason felt like those weren't um, worthy, worthy, yes. but you, you know, you just take some business classes if you're going to own your own company, but those guys can make really good money and, just think about and be contributing, you know, <laughs> members of society, just yes. like the bank CEOs. You're, you're exactly right. I mean, <laughs> and, and Polk County does such a great job with our career academy. It's yes. one of the top in the whole country for right. Uh, that workforce education, because as, as Philip mentioned, uh, you know those those folks are coming out of college making Make really good, good money yes. uh, yeah. in in these workforce trades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, anything that else that sort of stood out with you? I mean, John, you've done um, obviously both of you actually. I'm sure Commissioner Walker Polk delegation days or you know going up to Tallahassee every year for the last 13 years and meeting with the various uh, folks that represent our county in our area, um, you know, how valuable do you think that is when, when chambers and, and other organizations go up there and, and sort of um, pitch, give them our pitch? I think it's very important. <laughs> and I think it's very important not only to see them in Tallahassee, but see them here locally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and they talk, have conversation with them. Get to know who your representative is and get to know that uh I, I, well, I hope we all three would know. Uh, you can pick up a phone and call any, any one of them, mm-hmm. and uh, and hopefully they will, you know, return the call favor if they're not answering the phone at the time. <laughs> <laughs> they may but, have a staffer. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. but uh, certainly it's important, you know, because it takes that, you know, they get to hear from us, right? And then they know how our, you know, delegate. I mean, our constituency here, right? Our members of the chamber or our citizens of Lakeland, what they're talking about and what is important to them. Because if you don't tell them, they won't know. Right. And I, th- and I think, too, it's a two-way communication, not only telling them, uh, you know, what's important to our business community, but learning from them, you know, what, what bill priorities, not mm-hmm. only they're championing, 
uh, but leadership is championing as well. So we can report that back to our members. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you get to go and, and watch this all year long. I mean, it's not just, John, it's not just like a two-week job for you, right? I mean, you've got you've to deal with sort of – because bills are – are presented at the legislature legislature now in session. But when I went up with the Florida uh, downtowns, it's like a lot of these things we're talking about for next year or yeah. two years from now. We're just sort of getting wetting the whistle, if you will. <laughs> really, yeah, exactly. And what you, what you see here on the priority statement, uh, that's the after the fact. It's uh, not necessarily the making the sausage. So, mm-hmm. we're, you know, we understand bills as they come up and, uh, you know, they're – uh, devastating to the business community. So mm-hmm. we act in the interest to either write white papers, uh, lobby legislators, uh, talk against certain things that are harmful. Right. And, and, and I said it again, uh, I, I said it again, as I said before, you know, business is the lifeblood of, of, the, of the economy. Mm-hmm. we got to keep business afloat, got to keep on going in order for people to have jobs and if the jobs have, you know, come about so people be able to do what needs to be done <clears throat> support their families. Right. And that's so, really, yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. Just always, I think it's important that people know that. You yeah. Know? So a business community is important to us, you know, to make sure we hear from them. And then we, we hear from them and then we, we go ahead and advocate for them. And it's important for our, our delegation, elected ones, to hear what the business folk are saying. Right. And then, of course, vice versa. Like, as John just mentioned, it's a two-way street. Right. And I think, too, uh, and to Philip's point, you know, business investment and growth, the, the more of that you have in your economy, that you offset the amount that you have to charge in taxes for the, sure. for the folks that live mm-hmm. here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, we all need jobs, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And we, need to, and we need groceries and we need gas. And so we need other people to have jobs. So all of those things, you know, it takes a village. We all got to work. We got to all work together. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting um, process. I, I would encourage anyone uh, I'm to go up and and watch the legislative process at some point in their lives. I think it's important to know how the sausage is made, as you said. You know the the actual the the it's the pomp and circumstance that happens on the floor of the House or or the floor of the Senate. Yeah. Uh, a lot of decisions are already made at that point. I mean, sometimes there's some things that are. Uh, controversial but in in you know to be quite honest we had the the Repu- republicans have a super majority right now so there's not a lot of um arguing it's going back and forth there's yeah. it's pretty veto proof and it's and it's there's not a lot of marginal votes let's put it that way <laughs> so we have to really um you know just sort of uh figure out what's what's going to be best for all of the community uh because we do all have to live here together exactly so any other things? We've got like about a minute left. John, is there anything that you think we really need to know about? Well, just uh, if you're a business in uh, in Lakeland, I encourage you to join the um, the Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. And uh, our advocacy meetings are the first Wednesday of every month at 8 a.m. At the, at the Chamber. We have a good mix of local, state, and federal folks. Uh, we had our state attorney, Roger Hanberg, in last mm-hmm. month and an amazing uh, downtown development uh, director that's coming in tomorrow uh, <laughs> oh, to speak it, with us. <laughs> that's right. I'm, I'm your speaker tomorrow. It Uh-oh. just so happened. <laughs> uh, I did not pay you to say that. <laughs> no, it's a great organization. Uh, if you are new to Lakeland and, and wonder what the chamber does, um, you know, reach out and, and learn because there's a lot of good things that are happening there, a lot of good folks that are working hard to uh, – to keep the city moving in the right direction and working with um, the the city and other organizations that all uh, have the business community 
at heart. So, Philip and John, thank you so much thank for being on the show. We appreciate what you do for us every day. And uh, Commissioner Walker, thank you for your 13 years of service <laughs> on the commission. Uh, to everyone else, thanks for listening and uh, hope to see you again next week. <laughs>